Hi, this is Lisa Henderson, and I'm your host for Daring Parenting. I hope you've been able to listen to the other two podcasts in this series of Black Lives Matter. The first one in the series is talking about white privilege, and then we talk about what's wrong with saying all lives matter. Today we're going to tackle the tough topic of why are whites afraid of the Black Lives Matter movement? Yes, very controversial, very, very fascinating. Alicia Graves continues to be my guest, and thank you so much, Alicia, for being with us. So what is it that you think that white people are actually afraid of when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement? I think their biggest thing is fear. Fear that whatever was done to us, if we ever have power, if we're ever considered equal, one, we're going to take revenge, or two, we're going to take what they have. Okay, so let's talk about, because at the bottom of all of this has to be just plain, bald-faced fear. I think so. I think it's fear. And there may be some people who want to take revenge, but for the most part, we just want to be created equal and have the opportunity, if we're going after the same thing, is equal. It's not because we're trying to maintain power, so, okay, we're not going to give it to them, so we're going to give it over to, to you, to the person that I'm familiar with, the person mm-hmm. that I'm familiar with, with skin color. Because they're not going to try to do me wrong because I understand them? That's the perception. It's just easy. That's the perception because people who grab for power really don't care what (laughs) you are, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, I think the biggest fear is just think it's just to think that blacks are going to come for revenge and then we're going to take what you, you have. Then as far as if you accept that part of that, yes, I think that they're going to take revenge on us, then you have to accept that 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 system that you're trying to protect, the white people that you're trying to protect, is wrong. Exactly. Yeah, because if there was nothing to take revenge for, why the fear? And you are a part of that wrong, and you contributed to that wrong. The hardest part is facing the negative part of yourself. And I also want to say, Alicia and I are talking in very broad terms in order to have this conversation. We know all Black people don't feel like what you're saying. A lot of white people don't feel like what I'm saying. But to make this conversation flow better, we kind of have to do generalities. Exactly. What assumptions have you made about white people through the years? Oh, that's a good question. I think the assumption is pretty much in general for the most white people are good. They have some have good intentions, but especially approaching black people, they're not really sure, not really sure what to do, what kind of conversation to have. So are you saying you haven't made necessarily assumptions about whites in the past? I'm sure that I have. I don't want to say that I haven't. Mm -hmm. That's just something that I have to think about because there are some assumptions, but I also don't believe that all white people are of that assumption. I feel like uh, with that, I listen to you, I hear you, and it's, it's what you do that tells me where you are on that spectrum. So you, take, you treat people on an individual basis? For the most part, I believe I do. What assumptions are you coming to white person to the table about me as a black person? 
That's, I think maybe that's the first thing. I really don't know, Lisa. The first thing you think about is you wonder what they think of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Okay, who, is this person? who is this person? Okay. What am I getting? I'm getting this white person. Okay. What does this person think? Where is, where are they? Like I said, on that spectrum. So it's a degree of uncertainty. You yeah. come to the table with an uncertainty about a white person's intentions. Yes. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, going to the, our church and I've been there going there for eight years now. So I think the first uh, maybe six months or a year, people were like, is this like a novelty? She's coming to the black church and, and I get realized, <laughs> you know, okay. Now after eight years, I've got some, I got some street cred. <laughs> I know, right? You have time. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, she really, she really likes our church and she's really willing to be here, be involved and listen and be uncomfortable. Uh, there were many Bible studies where I heard the older women talk about their parents and their grandparents being slaves and looking to me and saying, Lisa, you need to hear this too. And I think this is what seems to be missing because what I hear is from white people. Well, I don't own slaves. I don't know why everybody's so up in arms. That wasn't me. That was my, you know, great, great grandfather. Well, the bottom line is this is programmed on a cellular level. My belief now, I'm just not any, I just can speak for myself. I think it's programmed on a cellular level that white, for some of us, white guilt and knowing we want to keep the white guilt away. So we're going to make it not about us. That isn't us. We don't act like that today, number one. And I think in, in the black community, I wonder if it's also in the DNA to the anger. How can you deal with generations of anger because of the mistreatment? that still to this day continues. And the only thing that's different is the set. The movie set's different. So you ask me, how do you deal with it after? I mean, am I, am I off base here in that? No. And I, and I think in that's because of that, you say, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with this? And that's what's happening today. What you learn to do is kind of tolerate it and deal with each instance as it comes to you. Because if you think about it every day, especially something I cannot do, I cannot change the color of my skin. I cannot change everybody in the world. I cannot do that. But if I continue to think about those things, that negative part, then I will consistently be unhappy. My thanks today to Alicia Graves for joining us as our guest. We will be doing more in this series. And our next show, we're going to talk about how do we begin the healing? How can white people start to tell the truth? DaringParenting.com is the website if you'd like to know more. If you want to shoot me an email, please feel free, lisa at DaringParenting.com, or you can visit our Facebook page. Thanks so much for listening to Daring Parenting.